Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, thriving moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? I'm so excited today because I want to talk about meal planning because why not? (laughs) I probably say it's one of my favorite things to talk about with people who are in my inner circle because I see so many moms struggle with this. For me, it's not a big deal. And I know that this topic can be so controversial because people have thoughts about what kinds of meals you should be doing, how many meals you should be doing, the types of meals, containers, all that jazz. Don't worry, we're not talking about any of that stuff because I don't live with you. But what I will do is give you a strategy so that you can go and create a system that works in your own family context. All right? You're going to want to listen throughout because I'll be sharing how I plan our meals and how it works for us most of the time. So so my hope for you is just to walk away from this episode feeling more confident and prepared about meal planning and feeding your family in general. And also, I have a special announcement at the end. So stick around. Let's do this. Okay, first, I just want to define what I mean by meal planning so that we're all on the same page. Meal planning is simply deciding what to eat, where to eat, and when to eat ahead of time, period. If you don't take anything else from this podcast, just remember that. Everything else is a headache waiting to happen. And I'm sure if you've been on that side where you just hate meal planning, you know exactly what I mean. I want to say also that meal planning is different from meal prepping. And I think this is where a lot of us get stuck. Meal prepping is actually preparing the food or setting the food up to be prepared. So things like washing, chopping up stuff, par cooking your grains, pretty much anything that's helping you get that food into a pot or a plate for eating. We're not talking about meal prepping here. We're just focusing on planning. But you absolutely can incorporate meal prepping into your meal planning process. You can schedule that, which is typically what I do. All right, now we're on the same page. I want to explore your thoughts about meal planning. Oh yes, we're bringing mindset into meal planning because guess what? Your thoughts about meal planning drive how you feel and how you approach meal planning. Just think about it. If you dislike meal planning or you say it hasn't ever worked for you, what were the thoughts that you had? Probably thoughts like, oh, this is so hard. I can't do this. I need like 20 perfectly looking vessels to put my food in. I must do it perfectly. Or you think meal planning is just the mom's job. If your thought going into the process of meal planning is this way, no wonder you're struggling and your brain is like, well, I'm going to try and keep you happy, so I will show you evidence that nobody else in your family cares about meal planning, you need to do it right, and you don't know how to do this, and you suck, pretty much. (laughs) So if this is you, now you know why. And 
if you've ever been on a diet too, you might have some residual thoughts where you kind of think about meal planning in relation to dieting. So you just avoid it altogether, but you don't have to. I've had clients who came off of diets like keto and they really struggled with meal planning. So we really had to unpack that and help them to relearn how to plan for themselves because they really enjoyed the meal planning aspect. It was just the dieting piece that was keeping them stuck. So if you want a meal plan, if you want to enjoy it, even if you don't, but you think that it's important to you, I want to offer you to think thoughts that make you want to meal plan. If you're not sure where to start, just think about why you want to do it. I have to do it is not a helpful thought because I have to implies that you're being forced. You don't have a choice and it's not going to be enjoyable. So for some of us, it might be wanting to save money at the grocery store, wanting to save time. I want to offer you the thoughts that meal planning helps you save mental energy. That's the thought that I had going into this. Like I didn't want to be constantly thinking about what we're eating, when we're going to eat. I just didn't want to have to think about that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because it's going to save me mental energy and avoid that whole drama that happens when someone says, what's for food? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of you just hear what's for food and right away you're triggered. We don't want any of that. So meal planning is going to help you save mental energy. And yes, you can totally plan for takeout and drive through meals as well. So now we have our mind made up. We want to be positive and somewhat neutral about meal planning. You get to decide what matters. And I'm going to say here, unless you live alone, you must involve your family members, whether it's your partner, whether it's your kids, extended family, as long as they live with you and they're going to be eating from those meals, you want to involve them. Think about how many times you plan meals and your kids or your partner, they're like, nah, I don't want that because you never ask them what they wanted. They're part of the family, invite them into it. And it doesn't really matter if they don't want to sit and chat about it. You can just say, what would you like to eat? That helps you start thinking about the kinds of foods that you're going to be thinking of rather than spending four hours cooking this meal that you think, well, everyone's going to love it because they love it before and then they don't and then you're upset and things just start going down the drain. You get what I'm saying. So name what matters. Do you value connection over the type of food your family eats? Then you might want to plan most of your meals for when you're together, when you're settled, perhaps not in your car if you don't value that as connection time. If you value home-cooked meals, you might choose to plan most of your meals to be cooked at home or all of them, whatever floats your boat, which means you have to be thinking about how much time you'll need to prep those meals, how often you're going to be cooking during the week, and you want to schedule those into your calendar when the planning time comes. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. So for me, connection matters. We're out most of the week from Monday to Friday. So on weekends, we try to eat together as often as possible because we're all home. We're all around each other. Next, you're going to create what I call a meal inventory. This is simply a list of all the foods your family loves to eat and would love to try. So you're going to put a check mark next to the ones that are very easy breezy for you. Like you can make them in your sleep. You don't have to look up a recipe. These are your gold mines and they always go first on your meal planning list. 
because again, they don't take a lot of thought from you. They're very easy to put together and you don't have too much mind drama around getting it right. It's just like your family's default foods. For us, plantains are number one, mostly because of my kids. I don't care for plantains, but they do. And for me, for them to eat is important. So I make sure that those go on the list, especially whenever we have them available where we live. Rice is not a priority for my kids. My husband loves rice. I'm indifferent. So I try to make two to three different rice dishes. Jollof rice, fried rice, white rice with sauce. Those are staples. We do vegetables and fruits. So those are just like often the vegetables, bag salads. I don't make my salads from scratch. I decided long ago it's not worth my time and effort. Just open a bag, put in a bowl, put the dressing, people eat, and we're done. For other vegetables like carrots, we'll eat those with dip and hummus, whatever. We have little ready-to-go bags. Broccoli, I'll buy them. Chop off the big stems and just put them in the little, I guess, florets or whatever you call them. So those are easy. I just take them out, put them in a pot. Two minutes, it's ready to go. If we're doing stir fries, I'll just buy what I need, use it up, and that's it. I never ever buy vegetables or fruits in bulk because I know my family. Like we have those moments where we're all eating it and loving it. And then we go through this period where I call a dry spell and nobody wants anything to do with those veggies. So bulk buying of veggies never happens in our house. Okay, so now we have our tools. Let's get to planning. First, you want to decide when you want to plan and schedule it. If you want to do it once a week, twice a week, even if you want to do it every morning, the morning of, whatever floats your boat. Again, this depends on your schedule, the way your lifestyle is, whatever your family dynamic is, you want to make sure that you're thinking about that and accounting for that. If you're not planning for it, you're just going to find yourself playing catch up during the week and it's no fun. I know this because <laughs> as I've been planning meals for a long time and there are weeks when I still play catch up. I don't sweat it and I just take it one day at a time. So once you decide your day, you grab your calendar and a simple sheet of paper. Then this comes in. Remember I said meal planning is we decide when, what, and where to eat. So you're going to plan for what foods you would love to eat. That you'll have enough time to prepare and you're going to not stress about it. This is where that meal inventory comes in. So you're going to pull that baby out, go through that list, look at your calendar and start to plug in your meals. Some people like to just focus on dinner. I do all the meals because sometimes dinner is not a priority for us. First, I look at my calendar and see, okay, like I said at the beginning, for me, we decided once. So I know we're going to have rice dishes. We're going to have pasta. We're going to have Nigerian soup and some kind of swallow to go with that. Plantain, beans are another one. So typically we're around five to six meals that I could make. The good news is that most of them I can do in bulk. Like the beans I can do in bulk. The rice, jollof rice I can make in bulk. Fried rice, I don't like to make it in bulk because the rice tends to change structure and taste. So I just make a little bit. But I prepare that and I schedule it 
in my calendar based on the time that I'm going to have to make that meal and knowing that I'm not going to stress about it. So once you decide what you want to eat, again, don't forget to ask your people. Just because your child ate a whole bag of broccoli last week doesn't mean they're going to want to eat broccoli again this week. So make sure you're asking your family members and thinking about that when you schedule your stuff. Next, you're going to plan for where to eat. Are you going to eat at home or are you going to eat outside most of the week? My husband and I both work outside our home, so lunches are a a must for us unless we're eating out or the kids have pizza day at school. So I'll put more attention into those meals because I know I don't want to get home and have to calm three hangry kids. So for you, you might be out and about around dinner time. You might want to plan to eat dinner earlier in the day or maybe later. Or maybe you might want to plan a bigger meal for lunch and a big snack and then have something to eat when you come home. This is why your schedule and that meal inventory is so important. If breakfast is important to you, then you want to plan to have more food choices at breakfast time because you're going to sit and eat together. I'm a big breakfast person. My family, not so much. So I don't plan for breakfast. I have quick items that we can microwave or cook on the go. There's also cereal. If the kids are ready to eat, they can have that. The days when I make things like pancakes or waffles, they can have that. If they choose not to, I just take mine and I go to eat at work. On the weekends, it's the reverse because we're home. We start out our day later. So we'll just have a big breakfast in the morning and they might not want lunch. So we have something light. And then in the evening, most times we're baking together or dad is making dinner or we're not too hungry. So whatever happens, happens. We just like try and clean up whatever is left in the fridge. So now we've got our what, we've got our where, we're going to plan for when. This again (laughs) depends on your family style. Like I'm always going to come back here because a lot of you just stress yourselves out. Like you go and take this course or you see this person is planning their meals this way and you think, well, I'm going to do it that way. But you really don't take the time to think that your family doesn't live the same way this person lives. So I'm always going to bring you back to what is your family's lifestyle like? Are you home most of the time or not? What time works best? If you value connection and sitting together to eat, what time will work best for you for everyone to be together at the table? This means when you get to eat might differ from what other people think it's the right time to be eating. And it'll also determine what kinds of foods and how much time you'll need to make those foods. So do you need to prep them earlier during the week so that they're readily available? Or are you going to have time to make them? before you eat them. So that all goes into consideration. So now you've planned your what, you've planned your where, planned your when, we get to work on deciding grocery shopping and all the things you need to make that happen. And once you get into that grocery shopping area and coming home, that's where the meal prepping starts. So then you can decide if you planned to meal prep after grocery shopping, you get to do that. If you planned to meal prep later, you can just separate your stuff, put them where they need to be, and know that you planned to meal prep maybe the next day or sometime during the week. I tend to do everything at once. So by Friday, we have a plan of what we plan to eat. Saturday, we shop, I meal prep, and some of that flows into Sunday, 
and we're done. During the week, it's all a matter of heaving up sauces, par-cooking grains, and eating or ordering takeout if that's what we plan to do. One final tip I want to share here, which I think is also so important, is for you to plan for your worst case scenario. Now, I know it's not very sexy, but I want you to hear me out. Our brains love to feed off of perfectionistic fantasies, and we're moms, we know this. So we do this thing where we assume the whole week is going to go great because we've planned our meals, but then life happens and we're like, okay, toss this out in the garbage. Then we blame ourselves for being terrible moms. No, you're not a terrible mom. You're just a mom who happens to have a very interesting brain and an unpredictable life like millions of other moms. So lay that bar very low, plan for your worst week. Think about the week where you're just like, nope, don't feel like cooking. The kids are all over the place. We're so busy. What's the minimum thing we can do? I promise you, if you plan that way, then it's easy for you to think like if you actually achieve that, you can start to change things and say, okay, since my worst week was like this and I did it well, what can I add? And this is going to help you and encourage you so much better. Okay, so I promised to share how I meal plan. I think I've already done most of that, but I'll just go through the steps. First, we decide our what. So I have a running list of foods we eat as staples. I already talked about this. Rice, pasta, Nigerian stew with rice, beef sauce goes with the pasta, plantain, beans, potatoes sometimes period. That's what we've decided are our default meals. So those tend to be the first things that go whenever I'm meal planning. And then depending on the week, if I have more time where maybe I'm not coaching in the evening or I've taken time off of work or I'm just not as busy, then I might decide to just try something new. But we don't really deviate from our staples. We also eat out So things like pizza, or if we're ordering from a restaurant, we take that into consideration and we'll schedule those typically on the weeks or the days when we're just like busy or we have it as backup. So if the day comes and everyone's like, well, I don't want to eat that or I'm just not feeling in the mood, then we have that backup to just like order something and bring it in. So that's our what. Very simple. For when breakfast rarely happens at home, our kids are in school. We both work out of the house, so I tend to eat breakfast at work. Tony, my husband, eats breakfast at work. Kids will have breakfast at home if they want it. Three days out of five, they don't, so we don't bother. On the weekends, it's different, so we'll eat breakfast together, make something together, eat, and it's good. Lunch, again, we're mostly not at home, so I make sure that I put my effort into making lunch something that'll keep us full because the kids are playing at school, they're busy, we too are working. So when we get home, people are not like hangry and just crying all over the place. I typically do have snacks handy for the kids after school just to hold them until dinner time, which is usually between 5.30 and 6.30 just because of our schedule. So the kids will have their in-between snacks. If my husband's cooking, we make sure that there's backup meals again because sometimes he might take a little bit longer to get the food on the table. So we might just have something that's easy, throw it in the oven, the kids can have it. 
things like chicken nuggets or fries or burgers where they know how to make their own burgers and fries and we move on. Now to decide the where. Most times we eat together in the evenings. So at the dinner table when I'm not at the gym, we're all eating together because connection and time to me is so valuable. So we'll eat, we'll chat, we'll play games and just hang out. On the weekends, most of our meals we eat together too. My husband loves to bake on Saturday or Sunday, so we'll do that as well. And of course, the kids love that. I just go there to taste and eat. Saturday night is movie night, so popcorn on the couch is a family affair. <laughs> and that's it. So, it's very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated unless you make it complicated. I'd love to hear from you. Do you meal plan? If you do, did you find this helpful? What were your big takeaways from this episode? Come find me on Instagram. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. And now for my big announcement. So the doors to thrive are open for enrollment. I'm offering a free three-month meal planning support to the first three moms who sign up to work with me by Thursday, February 10th. So when you're listening to this episode, it's going to be the Sunday before that Thursday. If you schedule your clarity call with me and you decide to work with me, you get three months of meal planning support. Like we get all the goods. I teach you the nutrition basics, how to pair your meals, how to plan your schedule, even meal prep. I teach you all of that. Like I'm literally going to be with you on Zoom in your kitchen showing you all the things. You can use it anytime throughout your work with me. So if you're interested in that, go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash coaching to sign up for your clarity call now. I'm also going to include a link in the show notes. And I'm so excited because I love talking about this. So don't forget oliveandbliss.ca forward slash coaching. And I will see you on next week's podcast episode. Until then, keep thriving.